I'm Nick Filardi. I'm Jason Thielbar. Welcome to the world's second finest podcast. Today, we're talking Bat Books, which came out September 1995. With those mainline Bat Books, we're chatting also about our top five Batman Adventures issues. Mainline only. No annuals, no specials like Mad Love or the Holiday Special, because if I was to make a top five, it would be both the annuals, the Holiday Special, and Mad Love would be in there. So yeah, yeah. Well, in, yeah. in, in my in, in my little note that I have in front of me, because I I made sure to write down the issue numbers on a little sticky yeah, note. Yeah. Uh, I just also wrote like special award, holiday special, and then under it, I I wrote as a question. I wrote liked it better than Mad Love. Oh God! I I, I, I did you, that, if you had to pick if you had to pick between the holiday special and Mad Love, what would you pick? Holiday special. It's that yeah. that Ivy that Ivy Harley story in the oh, holiday so special good. is just so perfect. It's yeah. it's just like so perfect. Mad Love is one of the most critically acclaimed comics ever, and it is yeah. an absolute joy. But I think that I just really love the holiday issue. I think it just speaks to me personally a little bit more than Mad Love. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. And like no no shade on Mad Love like at all. Yeah. Like whatsoever. No, no, no. You're, you're talking about like picking between two diamonds, you know, it's like, it, yeah, there's yeah, no coal here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like someone saying that like some like Beatles album is their favorite over like Sergeant Pepper or something. It's like, all yeah, right. Yeah. Like yeah. they're still it's, it's like personal it's, preference. Yeah. It's still yeah, all right. Like, yeah. 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 It's fine. Fine. Uh, before we get started. A little Poe Buddies nerfect. Uh, we talked Ooh. about uh, Maddie, the friend of the pod on the Watchtower, talked what about up? his uh, DC Pride list on a previous show, and I misgendered him. They are they them, and I'm really trying to get that right. And yeah. uh, no, no one feels worse about it than me. I've done this before oh. with Hayden Sherman. I've worked with Hayden before. He's he, he's they, they are they them i'm so my 40 year old plus brain is just so bad at like making that adjustment and i don't mean to misgender anyone and i just wanted to clear that up yeah no i think i think from from what i know and yeah as i, I i'm not speaking for anybody but from what i know I think most most people, if you're not being an asshole about it, and if you you know if you do apologize right. and say I'm going to try, then they'll be like, yeah, okay, I get it. You know, that's yeah, yeah. I yeah. um, I'd like to for it to eventually click in my brain. I think that I'm just not around enough people with that pronoun on a regular basis, so I don't get yeah. enough practice. So my brain doesn't actually like convert over to being like oh this is this is what it is you know it, i i feel like i just need to be around more people like that so I yeah know. yeah true 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 so yeah just wanted to make a quick note they them for maddie and hayden we are also going to talk about this isn't this isn't part of poe buddies nerfect we've done we've we've finished with our mistakes other than that jason we've never made a mistake 
on this podcast. Not, n- none, 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 none that anybody uh, heard because you know you you cut out all my <laughs> all my best conspiracy theory rants. You know, yeah, it's true. Like, I have I have so. a good forty five minutes of you just talking about Pol Pot. Basically, it's not appropriate yeah. for the pod. And I, yeah, no, it's not. Here's the thing, too. You you would think it's like 45 minutes, like 10 minutes at a time here and there. It's 45 minutes solid block. Like I, I'm oh, just yeah. sitting here taking it. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I barely take a breath. Like, you know, I, I, you know, me, me and me and Nick were talking before the show about how I'm trying to get my cycling legs back under me. And like one of the things that I do is that like while I'm cycling, I'll like practice like speeches as well to get my lung capacity up like that way i can just like go like i can like outcast but like not rhyming and just ranting does, just does that work does that work um I, I mean apparently well did you know did you know that about outcasts like when they were first starting out uh their like manager would like have them uh run laps around their neighborhood and uh rhyme you know, like, like spit out verses while they were running to try to keep like, that's how they got like, so fast. And so like, dude, like, like, yeah, like, like, that's apparently how they were able to have that breath to do like bombs over Baghdad to do those verses that were just like, they just like, and then yeah, 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 apparently, I don't know. I don't know if it works out. That's the urban legend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, We wanted to briefly briefly talk about the hashtag that's going around on twitter called comics broke me hashtag comics broke me um i had no idea that it was because uh ian mcginty passed away i thought it was just like something that spontaneously started trending on twitter uh so rest in peace ian uh we're sorry to see you go at 38 like so young please please we talked about this with um mike paroback passing away in his thirties. And it's like, y'all take care of yourself out there. Like the deadline can wait, have a, have a decent meal, get regular sleep. Like, you know, really, really take care of yourself. Yeah. The only other thing I wanted to say about that hashtag is that I've personally seen some duplicitous agents in in that hashtag trying to curry favor or like spin it so that they get some sympathy or something um some people who are just generally bad actors using it for their own grift so yeah if you are browsing the hashtag and you are reading the horror stories like anything on twitter brain of salt brain of salt yeah, the the only thing I'll say about it, and I was actually I was thinking about it today. I think that it it sh- immediately showed like the best and worst of like social media. Not that like social media itself has like many bests, but like one of the one good feature about social media is that it can bring people together. And, and a lot of this started because people were grieving a a, a friend who passed away way way too young. Yeah, um, way too young. And, but it also like brought out like a lot of stories of like people being like that they were afraid to share before and other people like supporting them, you know, because like people like, I don't know if I should talk openly about this because it might affect their work and future prospects and all that, you know, but then like, as you said, you do have the people who just now, I I also think people just get caught up, you know, and they want to participate and that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, Which people who I know 
specifically are bad actors within the comic oh, book yeah. community who are like, I'm going to use this to my advantage. And it's like, oh, that's not what it was supposed to be, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was. A, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, take man, take care of yourself. Like I, I can't as a non professional, someone who hasn't even like tried, like still like take care of yourself. I've, I've had jobs before where I don't know why and I shouldn't have, but I cared way, way too much. And yeah. it was it was not worth it. It didn't ever matter at the end yeah. of the day. I didn't get any, you, you know, like it's I'll tell you, it's, it's a weird as a as a creator. It's a weird feeling being like. Crunching for a deadline, trying to hit it, hitting the deadline, like for, like sacri- making personal sacrifices to hit that deadline. And then like a year later, seeing those same issues in like dollar bins and stuff like that, like it's an extremely weird feeling like on the one hand, I know people do appreciate the work and people do love comics. I mean, we love comics, but yeah. Oh, yeah. On the other hand, it's like, was it worth it? Could it have waited a week? Like, could we have bumped the deadline? I in some instances, probably in others, probably not. But like, yeah, the thing that I've learned over the years is. Before you start to kill yourself over the deadline. Just send the the editor an email and be like, hey, do we actually have more time on this? Like, can I take a day to just like decompress a little bit and then come back with fresh eyes on this thing? Or do you actually need it at this day? Yeah, yeah. And but they'll be upfront ev- with you. They'll let you know. Yeah, t- man. Yeah, t- take care of yourselves. And I, we all love comic books. I love comic books so, so much. But you know what? It's not worth your life. It's not worth your no. fucking life. And you I, know? I would rather like, have... It's just not. I would rather have someone making, you know, 40 less pages a year and have them be happy and healthy and... Uh, living into their 60s making comic books then their life cut short in their 30s you know yeah oh completely completely with all that said jason mm. we've got to get into our bat books so normally we do batman animated book that's like the centerpiece of this show but i've been trying to get all the dates right for everything and basically this is what i'm doing i'm lining up the batman animated the batman adventures book with Batman, the regular Batman book. And then I'm just extrapolating from there. And it turns out we had a a month with no Bat book, even though we should have had a Bat book. I screwed up something somewhere is what I'm saying. The dates are all over the place. I screwed up something somewhere. So we're just kind of like making do with what we got. We're also going to slightly change the format a little bit. Uh, I usually read all the synopsis, but now we are splitting the duty because eventually we're going to fold in Superman animated series stuff, truly become the world's finest or the world's second finest, as it were. And so it's like I can't summarize nine books (laughs) every every week or so. Also. Since we are doing a new format. We both kind of realized that trying to do all the bat books and then the two read pile was just like too much pod. It was like unwieldy for me to edit. 
was unwieldy for me to produce. So we are going to break those things apart. So we are, you are going to get a, we're getting bat books in, in September, 1995 right now. And then next week we're going to get a two read pile. And the week after that, we're going to get bat books. And then the week after that, we're going to get our two read pile. So we're going to break it up a little bit. It also gives us time to actually like read some comics and bring them to the two read pile, which is helpful. What you're talking about comics in the two read pile. Yeah, yeah, I can't I can't always I can't always come with like, you know, some weird ass foreign film or, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know, like like music or something when when I yeah, when I, I in a mad dash to have anything. Right, right. In the next two read pile, uh, I've started a omnibus that's like uh, 36 issues. And it's one of those things that's like, well. I want to talk about this, but there's no way I'm reading 36 issues in a week. So, oh uh, yeah, it, it's it's just going to be what it is, you know. Like we need more time. I might actually feel better about uh, slowly finishing Starman now. I should jump back yeah, on. Yeah, there you go, Starman. Yeah. I, I kind of dropped it for a minute because I was like, because I brought it to the two read pile, but I only read like the first or like, second like arc, and I right, loved it. And now but you're I'm like, like, you're like, I got to bring something else to the two read pile. I can't sit around and read this. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. We're trying exactly. to mitigate that. So yeah. going forward, bat books uh, every other week and then two read pile in between. But for right now, we're talking Batman, which means Woo. Batman 523 written by Doug Munch and, Kel- and art by Kelly Jones. It's Scarecrow part one. Dark wings fly away in fear. Scarecrow breaks out of Arkham and just like hangs out in a cornfield for a while. It's great commitment to the bit. He chats with a crow about how he basically can't commit crimes until he deals with Batman. He decides to set up a trap by making a high school bully so afraid that his heart explodes. Batman beats up some jewelry store thieves while reiterating that he's still kind of on the mend from everything in Nightfall, Night's End, Night's Quest, figuring out where the line is for his own brand of justice and violence. However, now is not the time to think about justice and violence. Now is the time for parties with rich dudes, as Wayne hosts all the mayoral candidates over at his place. They talk. Gordon is is putting out some real centrist, both sides bad bullshit. A woman named Madeline Corbett tries to kick it with Bruce, but Scarecrow is already killed and Bruce must get to the cave and become the bat. Batman tracks down the Scarecrow at the next bully's apartment. They fight. The bully leaps out of the window in fear. Batman goes to save him. Will he find out next issue in Haunted Houses of the Head? Jason, what do you think of Batman 523? Did you read Batman 523? Because now. Yeah. You are not on the hook. You are you are Shadow of the Bat Batman Adventures man now. You don't have to read them if you don't want to. I I I will read I'm I'm probably going to read most of the books every week anyway. Yeah. You know. I am too unless uh, I'm like totally strapped for time. Yeah, yeah. And and also though like you'll have to drag me away from reading anything that Kelly Jones has drawn. Like that's exactly. just like Yeah. 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 So what do you think cute. of 523? I I freaking loved it. It was it was like the perfect like Kelly Jones vehicle. Uh I really liked 
a lot the the characterization of scarecrow like just oh, yeah. the, like because it was just such like loony comic book villain shit it's like yeah he's in a yeah. dead cornfield with a crow that is his pet that he talks to all the time and he's just ranting like an old school villain like right. just yeah i just i just loved it and the, one yeah, of the, the, the poli- yeah the politics thing i don't give a shit about but you know yeah yeah the uh one of the bits that i like is that i guess at this time the character of scarecrow was motivated in that he just wanted to like buy old books yes so he's like doing noticed, crimes to facilitate like being a librarian basically like cultivating a collection yeah because like, originally batman keeps getting in the way i'm trying to buy books here god damn it <laughs> yeah because like originally wasn't um his character like professor crane was like a literature professor right like he wasn't like a yeah he wasn't like a psychology professor who you know he was all like about like you know drama and like you know metaphor and all yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all, all that stuff, and yeah, no, I, I, I freaking, I especially, uh, I, I was like flipping through the book again as as you were going through the the summary, and I especially love this like a uh, little panel of just like a dark uh, Batman like framing yeah. the panel when you when you begin oh, the, yeah. uh, the fundraiser, just like just yeah, this little like. I was, I'm glad you brought that up because Kelly Jones is doing all these like flourishes like in uh, like titles titles and establishing shots and it's all vibes based like he's all just putting out the batman creepy vibe the entire time it's very very fun it's very good he does it on like all the title cards and stuff and a lot of times like shadow of the bat or detective um an artist will not necessarily like draw a thing for like next issue haunted houses of the uh, haunted houses of the head. Like, but he does every single issue. He's like hamming it up, you know, it's so good. Yeah. No, I, 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 yeah, I love it. Well, and I love how they like, and Doug Munch is like clearly, I think from like his story, like just really leaning into like, well, okay, we got, we got Kelly Jones. So like, yeah. You know, it is just like it just makes you think of like, oh, all this all this stuff that that I get to write, you know, it's like those those stories you hear about um, people trying to cast a role and they're just like, oh, uh, this actor type would be perfect. And like they get that actor that like this right, essentially right. It's like, well, you know, the, yeah, it's like freaking great. Like it just seems like Doug Munch might have had like a lot of these like spooky stories or like he really wanted to like write more spooky stories. And he's like. Can can we get a Kelly Jones type art? Actually, can we get Kelly Jones? What's Kelly Jones doing right now? Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Like totally, totally. Yeah, uh, just man. such a, such a sucker for it. A solid issue. Jason, yeah. take us into Shadow of the Bat forty three. Oh, <sighs> Shadow of the Bat issue forty three. Alan Grant is on the writing. Barry Kitson is on the drawing. Pat Garrity or Gary is on the coloring. Android images separating those colors for you. Bill Oakley, not the one who wrote a bunch of Simpsons episodes, I think, is lettering. Brian Silfries, painting the cover as always. Jordan B. Gorfinkel? Gorfinkel. I knew I was going to trip over that name. (laughs) 
Man, George, you're doing George. you're doing full credits. I was just oh, writer yeah. artist done. Uh, I, 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 well, I, I I wrote it. I'll read it. No, I, B. Gorf- I like this energy. You know, I'm bringing this energy back next next time we talk bat books. It's full credits. <laughs> Jordan B. Gorfunkel, who I'm I'm sorry if I'm butchering your butchering your name, but I also really like that name. That's a great last yeah. name. Assistant editor and uh, the legend Dennis O'Neill doing the doing the big boy edits. So. The first thing we see is a giant cat in a top hat, Tux, playing a violin. God damn, what a way to grab me first thing. In dark, soupy inks, it's established that this is a casino. Mr. Thomas Blake is not allowed in. If you didn't know, you'll soon find out that this guy is Catman, which my computer autocorrects to Batman. So yeah, great job, AI. <laughs> That's not going to cause any conflicts at all. <laughs> <laughs> Catman swiftly double split kicks the two security guards trying try who are trying to keep him out. <laughs> Look out, his claws are razor sharp as, you know, so thanks for the reminder because I remembered absolutely nothing about this guy. So I was like, "Hey." <laughs> thanks for that. What was wait, when was the last time we saw Catman? Was it the Tim Sale stuff? Was he, was he part of the like three or four guys that was like it was like Calendar Man? And it was like a luck guy. And I think it was Catman, right? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds, that that sounds about right. Yeah. 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 I also forgot about all right. about him. Yeah. Forgot what he was even. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and well, the dude behind the cash counter at the casino got a face full of those razor sharp claws for pre- pressing the alarm button. <laughs> Batman, astride a gargoyle, consensually? I don't know. Hears on his <laughs> bat radio that there's a robbery going on. At the Cat and the Fiddle, which is a pretty dope name for a casino. I'm not going to lie about that. Yeah, That's yeah. Yeah. As Catman makes his rooftop escape and he's feeling pretty good about himself, Batman swings in and kicks him straight in his chest. Catwoman. Now we go to this issue flip flops back and forth. Catwoman is slinking around a small three story building, a two cent show at a two cent museum. One major quote-unquote valuable exhibit that she checked out during the day so crude it has to be a fake she thinks so she knows it's a trap but like you know curiosity and all that she can't help herself the little scamp yeah yeah as she as she sneaks through the window the lights come on (laughs) and she flashes her smile and her best feigned surprise oh your cunning wiles have me at your mercy I I also wrote a little note in my script. I said, Catwoman is good, guys. I'm like, Catwoman is good. Unfortunately, I, I the Catwoman book in this era is not that great. But Catwoman, the character, is very, yeah. very good. Yeah. We meet two Pacific Islanders from an indeterminate Pacific Island. They belong to a cat cult of some sort. Me as a white man is comfortable with this cultural representation i'm totally comfortable and i think it's aged super well so anyway (laughs) yep aged super well Mm. (laughs) anyway uh they're the council of three even though there's only two of them uh they want catwoman to steal something from them she pieces out the window like just immediately before they shout they'll give her a million dollars. And adorably, she's hung on by the windowsills, smiling like, hey, million dollars. All right. Flip quickly back to the cat, bat, 
bat cat fight. Uh, this Blake asshole sure likes his cat puns. He always lands on his feet. Like, come on, Batman tests this by throwing him down on the ground like a bitch. That's just like a total <laughs> bitch. Just one arm just pulls it, yanks yeah. down. Back to the council of uh, three, well, two, explaining their predicament. Catwoman, uh, Catman, sorry. It was Catman who came to their island to study the rituals of their cat cult. Yes, those tropical animals, cats, native to all parts of the Pacific. Did I mention how okay I am with this and how great it's aged? It's aged don't think, like just don't think about awesome. It. Don't, don't think about it. Just continue. Just continue. Just power well, through. Well, that's also in my script. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> so, you know, the rich white guy, cat man, Thomas Blake, he couldn't join their cat cult. And so he... uh stole their sacred carving of a cat that also has a cloth that's wrapped in it and both are imbued with magic powers but uh, back on the roof in the fight with catman and batman catman has gotten the upper paw on batman see if that asshole can do puns this asshole right here reading this can do <laughs> puns as well you're and, gonna make and, me regret like being like jason do the summary for shadow of the bat it's not my fault to, this is all insane I'm a, I'm a, we're gonna have to pull the plug this this is uh, never going there <laughs> <laughs> so catman catman hits batman hard enough to make an escape at least he doesn't really beat him up but like you know enough yeah gets away yeah we get the rest of the story from the council of three who are down a dude uh how uh thomas blake when everyone was on hallucinatory drugs during a ritual, he stole the artifact and killed a bunch of people. And they tracked him to Gotham, but they, they just, you know, they, they want their shit back, essentially, yep. is what it is. So, Catman thought he got away, but Batman got a hold of him. No, wait, Catman threw him off, threw him off the roof. That's a, that's a shrewd move right there. So... Catwoman makes some pithy comment, which I enjoyed about cat cults going out with black and white movies, which, okay, they're like, even in yeah. the 90s, they're like, yeah, this is a little kind of throwback, you know. We're, but, we're, even in the 90s, they were like, is this okay? Is this okay? <laughs> yeah, they're like, I think we should acknowledge that maybe. Yeah, let's just throw something in there. It's, it's, it's no. wild to think that like, for for all the cultural sensitivity that we have now in the 90s it was like we still had that like voice in the back of our head that was like yo that's not okay but we were still doing it basically it was still in the culture yeah <laughs> we're like we're gonna feel gross about this some of us are gonna feel gross about this others are gonna revel in it and it's just gonna keep going <laughs> yeah now you know what the we got deadlines man stories gotta get out yeah so, uh, Catman actually does toss Batman again, tosses him right out. Uh, Batman recovers with a grappling hook, but before he can go back and catch, uh, Thomas Blake, he hears, uh, screaming, he hears desperate cries for help and he runs to the screams and there's a picture window of a pharmacy that's smashed in with rats spilling out everywhere. Batman, thinking quickly, grabs an ultrasonic rat gizmo from his belt. He knows immediately who did this. It is Ratcatcher. 
oh boy, do I love Rat Catcher. As he disperses yeah. the rats uh, off of a now deeply traumatized man and coldly tells him that an ambulance will be there soon. <laughs> Which, <laughs> thanks, man. I've just been covered in a pile of hundreds of rats. <laughs> and thanks for saving me. That's the best part of my day so far, you saving me from the rats. But now you're just like, yeah, man, ambulance will be here soon. And just walking away could use a hug. Jason, have I told you that uh, I actually am deeply terrified of rats? Really? I never knew. My problem is that I started reading about rats and then I started <laughs> getting more and more knowledgeable about them. And then I'm like, these things are awful. Like, as far as, okay, one rat, a pet rat, even, totally cool with. A swarm, I am not cool with. Not cool at all. Did you hear the story about the guy? who was standing on a sidewalk in New York City and the sidewalk collapsed because there were rat burrows underneath that made it unstable and he fell into a pit of rats and he had to wait for help to get there. And he said he said that while he was down there, he was afraid to move because then the rats would attack him. Yikes. Pure terror, Jason. Pure terror. Well, I. Uh- I, I, yeah, I agree. I honestly, I don't have anything to add to that. I mean, I kind of think, kind of think swarms of anything will be a bit dangerous. Swarms of anything are dangerous. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, rats being more common to to swarm. (laughs) So uh, looking into the pharmacy, it's just littered with rats, like lousy with rats. They're everywhere. And Batman is actually like a bit shocked, if you can believe it. He calls some authorities and has them check in on Otis Flanagan, who's rat catcher. Yep, he's gone. The new Arkham is a pretty leaky boat these days. He's been out for six hours already. Mm-hmm. Rat catcher is in the sewers wearing an old school gas mask, which I'm just like such a sucker for, you know, those kind of hose hanging down from it. Like, yeah, man. like some spooky plague doctor mask thing. Otis yeah. delivers... A, a beautiful, like, three-page-long, like, madman villain monologue, like, going into gory detail, how he sent the last masses of rats to their death to save his own skin, and how he feels a kinship with them, and he's filling them with poison and sending them to their deaths. They will have their names on the, and I quote, rat rolls of honor. I love this <laughs> shit. I want to know every one of the rats names okay you know this maniac <laughs> name them all no repeats like every single name one them of them all, has a name and he knows them all he's like oh, he's yeah. like oh oh that one that's that's bitey oh that one that's winky you know like yeah he knows yeah. he knows yeah yeah that's that's lurleen over there <laughs> where i'm kind of mad at her right now but she's she's good she's a good rat she's a good rat i swear i swear <laughs> they're all good rats after sending off his swarm, he looks in he looks in on his large adult son rats. He's studied a bunch of things at Arkham to know how to breed these big honking rodents. The birth of Rattus Sapiens. My god, I love this man. <laughs> this crazy, crazy comic book villain. He's, he's got great end, commitment to the bit, for sure. He's oh, great commitment he, to the bit. <laughs> he's he's full in. He's full yeah. method, you know, like he's he's just all in it. Back in the Batcave, Batman's watching some politics bullcrap on the cave TV. Mayor Kroll is a dick. So, like, I don't know, maybe he'd get along with Catman because Catman's kind of a dick, too. You know, like, yeah, whatever. Locking down uh, that Catman vote. 
Yeah. Batman uh, explains how Ratcatcher has just gotten crazier. I've seen it so often. They start out looking for revenge. Then it becomes an obsession. Then they end up in a world apart. Alfred looks up from his microscope and there's just a pregnant silence and, and he says nothing. Batman, being the world's greatest detective, reads the silence and says, yes. And Alfred just, I didn't say a word and goes back to his slide. His slide. <laughs> that, that dry British wit, man. Like, yeah, it's yeah. great. But Alfred gives Bruce the skinny on what he found from Catman's car. As everyone knows, he's William Blake. So good job, you dick. Like, what's like, why are you even dressing up in that? Like, whatever. <laughs> but some traces of gravel that's popular for driveways in North Riverside. Batman figures out that both Ratcatcher and Catman are working out of the same area. How convenient. Alfred gets a good one-liner one in about bats, cats, and rats, which, welcome back, Alfred. I'm, I yeah, always like yeah. the... Glad yeah, to have the, you. Yeah, Alfred gets to have a, you know, a joke. And then we see a buck with large antlers grazing in a field, and then watch out. There's a jaguar just leaping out of nowhere to rip out its throat it's pretty brutal and catman shows up to applaud his pet as he tells them that they're getting ready to skedaddle out of town that night in catman's lair the litter box the okay you know what i'm workshopping i i thought it might have landed better but yeah, so, maybe wait not. there's a litter box in his lair or the lair is called the litter box the the lair is called the litter box okay i, I like it kind of, i like it yeah okay we, we find that uh, the, the missing council of three is all tied up. And <laughs> peeling off his cat suit after a long night of fighting Batman, I really enjoyed that bit. He's like walking in. It's like taking, you know, a woman taking off her bra, getting over, like, yeah. oh, just, <laughs> Yeah, done with the day. Yeah, he explains his plan, which is he's going to take what he has, burn the place down with this guy from the Council of Three in it, and make the fuzz believe that the charred remains are him. He's just going to fake his own death. It's an oldie but a goodie. Yep. We, we end our story with Catwoman, who's on a mission now, spying on a biker, just being a general bad guy, like whipping someone with a chain in an alley, and she bemoans that it's going to, be a five-mile hike on rooftop, no less, to Riverside? Nah. Seeing the biker gives her an idea, she jumps down, kicks the goon off his bike, and wheelies away to Riverside. I love Catwoman. Continued yep. in Catwoman 26 and concluded in Shadow of the Bat 43. Which we're going to get to next time. Yes. Jason, this book... I is Barry Kitson, right, on the art? Yeah. It looked like he like blew up his layouts and then that was it. It was like so like stripped down shapes of things. I yeah, it's kind of soupy at points. I could feel the colorist struggling as I was reading. Like I, a, reading this, I could feel the colorist at his desk and my hand and my emotions stretched out to him across time. And I was like, oh, buddy, I've been there. Oh, buddy, I am so sorry. You're doing the best you can. <laughs> it, yeah. uh, it didn't look good. I, I, I know he's like experimenting on the page and like I applaud that. Um, 
I'd never stifle anyone for trying to experiment. It, it feels like this uh, Barry had read some Frank Miller and is like, I'm going to make this Frank Miller-esque. And like, it just like didn't work as well as Frank Miller does it, you know? Hey, listen, sometimes, I, and I, I, I kind of agree with you uh, about the art, even though I did, I did start to get cut. I, I did start to get used to it, but it did muddy. It's, it muddied the action a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I will say this, though. I will greatly applaud a swing and a miss because at least you sure. swung. You know, at right. least you like right. you're 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 trying it. It's just oh, I think yeah. I've mentioned oh, it yeah. before. Like like I there there are bands that I love where like, you know, I get super excited for like a new album and I still try to barely listen to an album of a band that like I love that's coming out because I want that like fresh experience. And like, yeah, as it happens, it's just like, oh, that's what that's what you're trying now, huh? Well, I mean, it's cool that you're like, it's, you know, it's just some, yeah. sometimes it yeah. just doesn't hit right. But I do I do honest to God love seeing people try, though, because like that's because you never know, like you never know until yeah. you try. Yeah. And it's really cool to see people go go through that. You know, what do you what do you think uh, about no. the rest of the story, though? The story overall, I thought the story was fun. It was a lot. There's a lot going on. Like, I don't know if you need Rat Catcher at all, at all for any of this, but I, I also don't know where it's going. So maybe like Rat Catcher becomes instrumental in the end. But yeah, like, yeah. Between like Catman, Rat Catcher, Catwoman, and Batman, and then you have like Alfred taking jabs. It's like there's five characters in 22 pages. And you're, it's just like, this is, a, this is too much. This is too much. Yeah, because I, I was thinking when you were going through uh, Batman, you're going through your your you know your 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 script, your summary. Like, I was thinking in my head, I'm like, oh man, mine's I, mine's way longer than this. <laughs> I was like, yeah, did I'm I, like, did I write too? Did I? Yeah, I'm like, did I write too much? Oh God, maybe maybe I'm writing yeah, way too like, much about Scarecrow breaks out of Arkham and then kills one guy and then batman kind of stops it the end <laughs> and that's about all that's about all that yeah there's like five yeah. more characters in, in the right, book. right yeah, right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And yeah. shadow it, it was i i i do want to say though i i honest to god do love rat catcher i, oh, I so love I. he's a great character I, yeah and and i love the uh the the commitment to writing him as just old kooky uh comic book style like just yes. the, the rant yes. the rant is just it's just big word balloons things, for like two or three pages yeah yeah i think one of the things that endeared me to rat catcher too was that when we first talked about him on the pod he was being drawn by lee weeks and mm. that made me go oh rat catcher's super fun because that <laughs> issue those issues were super fun because lee weeks was drawing the hell out of it yeah lee weeks is fucking great Let's talk about Detective Comics 690. Detective Comics 690, written by Chuck Dixon with art by Staz Johnson. Firefly is hallucinating. He sees in the fire a boatload of nude firewomen he calls angels. That's how Batman thinks he can beat him, because he projects his, his faults and his needs into the fire and the flames. He wants it to burn slow. Meanwhile, the mayor is on the news saying that Gordon is a loose cannon from the time he kicked the shit out of Tommy Mangles at that bar. Meanwhile, the guy that got fired on Black Mask's crew that Firefly eventually replaced 
and Batman waterboarded in the bathtub, which made everybody a little uncomfortable, turned out to be Firebug. Firebug's first appearance was in Batman 318, about 200 issues ago. And uh, he's made by Len Wein and Irv Novak. He's pissed and he's brewing up some more fire fuel. Batman gets a likely arson target, expecting to run into Firefly. Instead, Firebug is there lighting up the place. They fight and Firebug fucking dies, burning himself alive. He's fucking dead. Yeah. Batman doesn't even hesitate or grieve or anything. He just goes on to Robin and is like, we need to go on the offensive and start beating up Black Mask's crew. <laughs> Batman saw the man burn to death, Jason. <laughs> he doesn't, it, nothing. No emotions. Yeah. This, I, I do want to just honorable mention to the gut that they drew on him. I really oh, yeah. appreciated that. He's in his suit again, but he's got. He's got that beer belly. belly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A big old beer belly. Batman eventually catches up with Firefly, who is uh, showing his date from his previous issue, who he really is. She hates it. <laughs> she runs away. <laughs> Batman and Firefly fight. Fire is everywhere. The place is exploding. Do you see them, Batman? The angels in the flames. Robin knocks over a water tower, putting out the blaze. Batman drags an unconscious Firefly out, says that for a second he saw the fire angels, too. Jason, what do you think of Detective Comics 690? I, I actually kind of dug it. I dug it a little bit. Not as much as I enjoyed. I don't want to say I enjoyed Shadow as a full issue, but not as I didn't like it as much as I love uh, Ratcatcher. <laughs> but sure, sure. Uh, fire, but I villains, really... fire villains are kind of like they're kind of eh to me, like they never really hit right for, for whatever reason. Yeah, because like I think that like when it there's there's just not a lot of depth to them more often than not. You know, it's yeah. like okay, Firefly is just like an an arsonist who hallucinates, you know, and has other issues. That's why he burns stuff down. It's like all right, and it's like Firebug Firebugs basically the same guy. It's like, I, I, don't, yeah. I, I don't know what we're doing yeah. out here. Yeah, it's not even like compelling when you have like, you know, a story of like, which happens in real life, apparently. So, uh, well, it does of like uh, firefighters who will like start fires that, you know, become right, arsonists right. because they want to be a hero. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's a dramatically interesting thing. Sure. You know, but like just like, hey, crazy guy who starts, starts a bunch of fires. Because he does. Yeah. yeah 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 oh and he's he's yeah. old school too he doesn't like go for these like newfangled However, accelerants i thought that i thought that the bit about firefly kind of like falling in love with his neighbor i thought that that stuff was all really good and i kind of yeah. wish they leaned into that more i wish that the whole firebug stuff didn't happen and it was just like firefly on dates, maybe even like because they allude to the fact that like Firefly is is using the fire to like kind of fill a place in his in him. Yeah. And that like he feels like he can't otherwise fill. And it's like it would be nice if the girl 
that Firefly was like kind of interested in kind of filled that. And he was like, oh, maybe I should give up the game. I don't know. You know, like like I, I think there's like a good conflict there, but it never really pans out that way. However, there was a great moment where she's like running from the place after seeing Firefly in the full suit and like Robin's like this way, ma'am. And she's like, leave me the fuck alone. I'm done with you costume people. <laughs> yeah, that that was because, yes, that that I think that would be my response, even if like I was kidnapped by some crazy costume supervillain and then other costume people came to save me and they're like, don't worry. I'm get, Thanks, but get get the hell I'm, away. Yeah, Just, I'm good. I'm good. Like, yeah, I can find we'll the be, door. Yeah, yeah. I'm forever in your debt. Thank you for saving my life. I need to get the fuck away from you. I think you should. I think you'll understand why. Yeah. <laughs> also, what what was up with Batman seeing them too? What's what, I know? Batman. I was like, are they alluding to Batman being a fucking arsonist now? Like, is that what is that what's happening? I don't know what that <laughs> is. I think Chuck Dixon just wanted like a button on the end of the story, and like didn't quite know what to what to do and just did that yeah like it's an okay line like i get i, right, I get it as, yeah. a, as a line you know but now i'm imagining batman as like like a a, a sullen goth team which isn't hard to imagine but like a sullen goth <laughs> team just like sitting there with a book of matches and like lighting one and like letting it burn and staring at it until it burns his finger you know like i think that this is might be a good vein to like mine as far as like Maybe they maybe they are fire angels. Maybe they're maybe that's a thing that's like following Firefly around. And like Batman saw it for a second. Like that might be a cool thing to do. But yeah, I, I don't know if they're gonna expand on this at all ever. So yeah, you know, it, it is it, what it is. It, yeah, it did make me think that maybe maybe initially Chuck Dixon wanted more of like Firefly with yeah, uh with 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 uh his his date and like build that relationship but maybe like the editors were like, man, we're not going to have a six issue arc of Firefly, man. Like, man, <laughs> you know, I, I like I, I, I get like I get it. It's, but. it's a bummer, too, because it's like we get Firefly in his date and that's like kind of interesting. And it's like very brief and we're done. And it was the same thing with Bullock and his date. It was like they went on it. They went on a date. It seemed like it was an interesting thing. And then they just gut shoot her and murder her. Yeah. Superhero comic books, especially in the 90s, I think have a pretty big problem with just normal human relationships in general. Yeah, right, right. How you, do you know, write just two people in a room having a conversation without punching each other? Yeah, yeah. I do. I was noticing when I was flipping back through again, uh, the, the issue that like, man, the, the, the artist like, uh, was Staz Staz Johnson right or Staz? Yep. I, the art's super good, but yeah, I was just kind of surprised at just how well just the regularly clothed people looked. Because sometimes, yeah. and especially this era of of superhero oh, yeah. books, everyone in in street clothes just looks like a superhero in street clothes. You know, <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, they looked like normal people, especially too like. Firefly didn't seem like a huge dude. Like he's huge when he's in the suit, yep. but he's like a normal sized guy in like going on a date with this normal sized girl. Like they looked like regular people. Yeah, yeah. 
You want to you want to talk some Batman adventures? Do some top oh, fives. Top five Batman adventures. Okay, how did you how did you narrow into your top five? Did you have a method? Not really. I was kind of or, or at least not at first. I think that like. I sort I sort of went I was going through them scanning the covers and the covers a lot like you know would bring back like what um right you know right. what, what, what issue I it was most. yeah yeah and 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 a lot of them ended up being well all of them ended up being pretty much just like from like the first half or like the kind of more beginning-ish portion yeah um, it started so so strong um yeah I I took notes i just like i was like okay no wrong answers i'm just gonna like jot down every single one that i liked i'm gonna go through check out the covers just to like bring it back in my mind and then jot it down and i came with away with 12 issues and then i narrowed from there um but yeah like 12 issues out of 36 that are like and these are the ones that i love you know not even the ones that were like still good but not ones i loved like 12 out of 36 that's a that's a great hit percentage oh yeah yeah i just kind of pulled the trigger quick because like i'm really bad at like all right like so like i have this thing that i do that no one realizes that i'm doing it but like whenever i'll bring up like a simpsons quote which is a lot you know I'll just I'll just say the line. Oh, this is my, you know, my favorite Simpsons quote or my favorite Simpsons. It's like they're they're all pretty much my like I'm <laughs> it's hard to narrow it down for sure. Yeah, yeah. So like I get I get like tired of like qualifying things like that cuz it's just like sure, man, sure. like don't, don't right, make me right. do this. Well, okay. Hit me, hit me with so. uh in no particular order. Did you put them in order? I didn't put mine in order. Oh, no, I didn't put them in order, but I'll just read them off uh, from uh, lowest well, issue number to highest issue numbers. Just well, okay. the way I wrote it down. Yeah, yeah. Hit me with. Uh, give me give me one favorite. No, issue number nine. Issue number nine. That was not on my list. Which which issue is oh. that? Uh, that's a uh, Rupert Thorne issue where. Oh, uh, right. Batman. Batman's going after uh, the little red book. Yeah. You know, and. and, and uh, Goes to goes into the uh, there's a great shot of Batman like grappling out of Rupert Thorne's place as like there's thugs around the pool and he's like grappling over them and they're just wildly shooting in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that issue's great. Well, what one of my it wasn't really a criteria, but in my head I was like, I'm gonna have to have an issue. I'm gonna have to make sure there's at least some goons in these issues. Some like really oh yeah, in, you picked a goon do- issue, a goon heavy issue. Yeah, yeah, I picked I think I I technically have two goon heavy issues, I think. Nice. nice. Uh but but yeah, but that was my first one and like god damn that I might say this about all of the ones that I picked but the action dude like yeah. Holy shit. Just a masterclass in like how you draw like effective action in a comic book. Right. You know, like if I, if right. I was teaching a class about comics i would like use a lot of these pages as examples of like hey like here's why this works so well and here's how clear it is and like why it feels impactful if i remember right 
that's the issue that had a very complex series of panels of action where Batman like grapples up to like a balcony by like pulling a guy down and it, it like oh yeah I, I don't even remember exactly how it worked but I remember reading it and being like this is so complicated to pull off and they do it flawlessly yeah visually yeah oh yeah yeah oh man that's a great issue <laughs> uh what you I, got my first one lowest lowest to highest is issue number six that is the hitchcock issue oh that's the straight up murder mystery like bruce wayne's in jail dick grayson's trying to like solve the case uh can't reveal that he's batman sneaks out of jail to like do some batmaning and then comes back to jail oh <laughs> you yeah remember that issue? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah 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 that great oh yeah and when he when he just like knocked the crap out of his cellmate yeah yeah like when, Such when a they come moment. to get him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. There's the reason uh, I, I think it's just very cleverly written um, a great like one issue whodunit murder mystery that has a great ending. And the part um, at the end where Batman is like basically running up that very long rich person's driveway and there's like lightning in the background and it's like fucking terrifying. And he's just like shoulder down going for it. And oh, the guy yeah. like opens his door, looks at Batman running at him down the driveway and then just nope, shuts his door and like turns around and goes the other direction. So good. Yeah, yeah he's just like, I, I don't think that uh, I'm going to be dealing with that. Yeah, right yeah. Now. Quite. OK, hit me, hit me with another one. My next one again, this is just, you know, uh, numeral order. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't for this reason. It, it was the first appearance of Harley Quinn issue in comic books, but it's the Batgirl issue. It's the first Batgirl issue. Yeah, man. Uh, I, this made my this made my short list, but didn't make my actual top five by a by a razor hair. I yeah. this is probably number six for me. It's it's such a good issue. Well, yeah, and I just absolutely love the way that um that Kelly Puckett writes. Uh, Batgirl, you know, yeah, it's so and, good. And, and of course, the, Mike Burbeck, the way he 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 draws he he draws her, like, is just so. Yep. She's just such a scamp, and it's so yep. funny. And she's yep. so like like when she saves the girl, and she and the girl's like, oh my god, you like you saved me, like you're so cool. And she's like, oh, I am, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's just it's it's and, extremely like, fun. The, yeah, the, and Harley Quinn just being kind of dumb, which I always to yeah. me that's when Harley Quinn's at least like the funniest when she's just kind of like flighty, you know, like huh? Yeah. The the bit that was like the quick nod to the killing joke where like Harley has the drop on Batgirl and shoots and misses. I was like, this is so good. This is peak <laughs> comics. And I also love the joke of uh, the way she distracts uh, uh Poison Ivy is that she just throws a potted plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just chucks I'm, it across the room. Yeah, I'm like, this, this is such a great gag. It's just such a great yeah, gag. Yeah. Uh, I am following my number six with number seven, which is <laughs> Croc wrestling. Oh, oh, 
I man, what a good one. I have never oh. ever cared for Killer Croc. Like I I don't care about his character. I even even the issues where Kelly Jones was drawing him where he's like wandering into the swamp and stuff. Like I just for whatever reason, Croc always just felt like a mindless goon to me. And I never he's really kinda, like clicked. Yeah, he's kind of one note the way in, right. in the main in the main like universe. He's kind of one note. Like in the animated yeah. series, they get in the in the animated series, from what I remember, he's just kind of more of like a Frankenstein's monster, you know, like misunderstood, yeah. like, you know. Right. And of. he's like a big dummy and like there's not a lot to him. He's just an extremely formidable foe for Batman to like punch. Yeah. And yeah. In this, it was like they gave Croc like a sympathetic backstory. Like he's he's wrestling for like respect of the crowd. His trainer was gold every single time he was in the comic like oh yeah yeah and then and then at the end like batman looking at croc and batman had caught the villain which was the uh masked wrestler that croc was supposed to face and batman got him and croc didn't hadn't broken any laws and there's this moment where they like see each other and they're like batman's like keep your nose clean and Croc's like, yeah, whatever. And like they go their separate ways. And I was like, this is so good. So good. I yeah. love that. Yeah, that's man. I can't believe I can't believe I forgot about that. That was that was a phenomenal issue. It was so funny. It was so much yeah. fun. That was such a fun book. A lot uh, of great like nods to to um, Rocky in there. <laughs> that yeah. was very fun. Yeah. chasing the chicken and then he's eating the chicken later in the comic. Yep. it's so good <laughs> it was yeah great great gags great gags, great gags. It, yeah I, I didn't even mean to do this but my previous pick was issue 12 and my next pick is issue 13 because i this, that's my this, next pick you son of a bitch <laughs> well I, I think i think i knew we were both gonna pick that one yeah I, that yeah, was, yeah. Honestly, this like, is the definitely first, overlap yeah, that was like the one I was like zeroed in on first because I was like, okay, I know I'm gonna have to have the, this one because we we even reference it like a lot. Yeah, you know. Uh, so what is issue thirteen? Issue thirteen is uh, Batman and Talia. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the Batman and and Talia, who's the son of Ra's al Ghul, uh, and they go to Paris and. Batman gets his heart broken, but it's just such a good, like the, the, the characters are written so well. Like this is like an actual adult relationship in a comic book that like, I think is written like pretty, pretty, pretty well. And it's just so like, you know, the whole montage of them, uh, in in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the great, uh, (laughs) Just it's just one panel, but it's just so beautifully drawn of uh, Talia with a giant book being so happy. You know, they're mm-hmm. a famous Paris bookseller. Uh, Bruce just handing over a huge wad of cash, just kind of smiling. And like yeah. the bookseller, like with just like eyes. So what? Like, oh, my yeah. God, I've never seen, you know. And Bruce, yeah, what, right. here it is. Yeah. Like, Bruce just making time. And it's like Bruce is just on a date. He's happy because Talia's happy. It's just like nice. 
And yeah, you really get to like live in that space of like, oh, what if Bruce wasn't Batman? What if he could like distance himself? And then it all comes crashing down as he's like, it's going to be nightfall soon. And then they they go after the the bad guy who traps them in a house that's burning and they make out in the house. <laughs> it's so good, Jason. Yeah, it is. It is. It's just like it's... a pure, pure romance. So I put that on my list as well. But in my short list, I had to make a choice because I was like, I don't want to put two romance books on here. I almost put issue eight, which was the Clayface romance book. Oh, yeah, that was where we get a little we get a little summer Gleason. We get behind the scenes at the newsroom like that issue is very, very good. But like so heartbreaking, it's so heartbreaking. And and I just feel like the Talia romance book was just like far and away the the jewel of this run. I feel like I I feel like that's. I think it's maybe my favorite of the entire mainline run. Except for. Maybe not because issue 16 is Joker kidnaps a comic book artist. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That that's an absolute banger. An absolute fucking banger. Joker, yeah. sick of seeing how he's represented in the comic books, decides to kidnap a comic book artist. We get cameos from our entire team of Batman Adventures people, the real people, and Joker <laughs> kidnaps a comic book artist. And makes him draw comics that put the Joker in a favorable light. It is so good. Joker has him on a little contraption. They're wheeling him around so he could be at a drafting table the entire time. It's so stupid and fun. And if you like comics, the thing is like just packed, packed with references. It's really if I wasn't if I wasn't a comic artist myself. I don't know if this issue would resonate as much as it does with me but just like i just love it it's just so good well i'm getting i'm getting kind of i'm getting kind of jealous of your picks now you know because i'm like because i'm like ah fuck that one too ah shit that one too i mean i think i i mean i think i knew that was gonna happen you know like i was like i was saying before like kind of everything is a notable one a notable issue that uh made my short list but not my top five was number 10, which was the Riddler story that also featured Mastermind, Professor, and Mr. Nice for the first time. Um, that issue is also really great. Uh, a lot of great goons in that. That was one oh, the goons yeah. were like extremely sympathetic to Riddler and his plight, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they were all like <laughs> three like, stooges. Yeah, and then they were like, the, the bit where they were saying like, oh, well... You know, you might be able to pull one over on Batman this time. He gets hit in the head a lot. He might be dumber. <laughs> like <laughs> so they're just good. they're just trying to help their boy out. They're just trying to help yeah. out their friend. Like their friend yeah, is like all that, down in the dumps. An honorable mention, but an excellent issue. My next pick is uh issue number fifteen. Fifteen didn't make my shortlist. What what issue is that? That's uh freaking hard boiled Jim Gordon just kicking ass because oh, he has shit. an undercover cop who's been made and it's just oh, full of man. goons and it's full of Gordon just like, you know, him and his powerful mustache just like squaring up, just beating the crap out of everyone, going into a yeah. CD club. Like, I almost put that on my short list, uh, 
I remember hesitating and like flipping through the issue and I been, I was like, man, this issue's good, but I I don't know. I've already put so many issues on here already. <laughs> I mean, again, it's, I think I think the through line for most of the ones that I picked, like pretty much all of them were some of my favorite uh probeck action, you know? Yeah. Like cuz yeah. like it just sings, man. Like in, in some yeah, of these books, yeah. it just really, really sings. And I just absolutely love it. And like, I, I'm just such a sucker for like, yeah, just like the hard nose, like, yeah, you know, take yeah. no prisoners, like a freaking, like, I, I love justified, you know what I mean? Like, sure. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, man. It, New season of justified is coming by the way. Yeah. I saw that. Kind of. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's, just the, and and I'll also always love the trope of like old man going down fighting like you know like there's a yeah. part where like all the goons are descending on him and he's like I know I'm not gonna get them all but like just like <laughs> swing it up yeah. Like, yeah fuck yeah go down fighting man like super fun it. super love fun it. all right my my last pick is issue number thirty one and that is anarchy that is oh. with the guest writer alan grant that anarchy issue is so good i love seeing rich people terrorized we, yes. we had uh an ethical debate on like is it is it right to uh threaten people who make landmines and it is it is ethical to do that please do yep. that if you know oh, anyone yeah. who mass produces landmines give them a lot of shit oh yeah all, all day every day all day every day <laughs> i i think that through this podcast i hadn't i knew who anarchy was but i i hadn't read a lot of anarchy stuff and through this podcast the more anarchy i read the more i just really really like the character because he's like a terrifying true believer but he's also like just extremely fun on the page because even though he's a terrifying true believer, he also just believes in like, you know, decentralizing everything. So like, yeah. he doesn't give a shit about Batman. He doesn't give a shit about the police. He doesn't give a shit about gangsters. He doesn't give a shit about anything. No masters here, you know? Yeah. No, and, no, uh, no, no gods, no masters, man. The, uh, when Robin eventually catches up with him and fights him on the roof, it's it's very good that it's like not Batman. I feel like by by making it Robin and Anarchy and Robin being young and like maybe ideological, like pliable a little mm. bit. Like yeah. I thought that was like a good bit where like Robin comes away and he's like, you know, maybe maybe Anarchy had some good points in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's yeah. Maybe he's kind of maybe he's kind of right. You know, yeah, about, yeah, about these things. Maybe, uh, maybe the maybe the guy who makes landmines, even if he has like a charity for his daughter who had cancer or something, is a really bad person and should like, yeah. you know, pay for the crimes that they've done. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> so uh, oh. you have one pick left, right? Yes, one pick left. It's the first full appearance of the professor, Mister Nice, uh, and Mastermind. Issue they 20. have to make the list. They have yeah. to make the list. I th that that and the um that and the Talia issue were my two like immediates 
you yeah. know, like I knew I needed to have them on the list. And then I was just kind of going through, I very clearly, mm-hmm. like I, I, I hewed a bit more like, you know, early, but man, sure. like just, just the, ev- everything in it, just like crazy kooky characters. I love, yeah. uh, I love a character that is, I mean, it's so Looney Tunes, like, you that's know, the, in the, in like the Batman, actual, like, Batman's barely in that one, right? Like, that's the one where they go after the Pearl. That's or is the that one. another is that another Mr. Nice uh, professor? Oh, is that the one where they try to become a nuclear power, but they're stopped by a puppy? Yes. OK. All right. Yes. Yeah. OK. I'm on board. I'm on board. Yeah. Yes. That one that yeah. one made, uh, almost made my short list as well. And I was like, ah, I just it's there's so many good issues. And I was like, I, I can't. I, I love this issue, but I can't. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and even even taking the, you know, the characters that we love so much, like out of the equation, for the simple fact alone of the amazing car chase scene, like it is. Oh yeah, it's so good. So very hard to do a good car chase in comic books. I think that's a lot why you don't see it a lot because cars mm-hmm. are hard to draw, and also mm-hmm. showing them in action in a realisticish manner is also super hard and it's just it's just like perfect and also and then bringing back the characters like you know mastermind with his like overly complicated plan yep you know just like everything going around and i'll always love the um and again it's a very looney tunes trope where like here's like you know all the characters flaws you know mastermind's flaw and you know uh, Mr. Nice's flaw and the and the professors like they're all always undone by it somehow and like yeah they're yeah, undone yeah. by a puppy right yeah because Mr. Batman, nice just can't pull the trigger on a puppy yeah Batman knows that Mr. Nice is too nice to hurt a puppy so that's all they needed to put in front <laughs> of the nuclear weapons which I'm just like uh, sure yes that's I love that ending I love it so much. Uh, excellent comics. Uh, uh, yeah. I had a, a couple more on the short list. Um, I'm just going to run through them real quick because they, they are not my picks, but uh, I did enjoy them. Uh, issue 18, where Batgirl and Robin fight the commissioner candidate who's corrupt. That's the one where Robin lifts two grown men out of the grown men out of the alley <laughs> in front of Barbara. And Barbara's like, oh, but like. <laughs> The all the stuff between Batgirl and Robin and then Dick and Barb at like the college was just all really fun. Um, I actually had uh, issue 26 on my shortlist as well, because I was like, I don't know which one I'm going to pick. That's also a Batgirl and Robin issue. That's when they fight their professor who's like trying to steal like the guns, the MacGuffin guns. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I really, yeah. Those, those are really good. Those had the the dialogue between them. um, I actually have, I plan on watching like a bunch of them, but it's uh, on that's on the criterion channel. They have a a collection of uh, screwball comedies from like the fifties. Yeah. Yeah. Like late forties and stuff. And like their, that like their dialogue back and forth is very like, yeah, you know, uh, uh, Cary Grant and and uh, um, uh, 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 
why am I just blanking? Uh, Catherine Hepburn, you know, it's just very yeah, like, yeah. It, it just seems very pithy back and forth. Like, and like, exactly. you know, there's some, exactly. there's a chemistry going on and they're giving right. each other exactly. shit. Like, and like to communicate that chemistry in a comic book, especially one that's like geared for kids where you like, yeah. you don't have to go that hard, but they did. It was just so good. Yeah. Um, uh, the other two that are on my list were uh, on my short list that are honorable mentions are uh, 19. Everyone fears Scarecrow, where he's like a seven year old walking around Gotham, just scaring the hell out of people. It makes him so um, happy. It's all he wants to do. Yeah, that's all, that's he, all wants he wants to, to do. do. The only reason I didn't put that one on the list is because you kind of need the two parter of uh, four and five to like kind of know what's going on with the mad scientist and Batman cornering him and all that stuff. Yeah. And like those issues aren't just not quite as strong as the rest of it. And then the only other one that I was like, maybe this one was issue 27 where Batman finds the fake Batman, the triathlon runner who like lost his uh, oh, wife. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, like, yeah. Just a really interesting way to explore Bat- Batman's grief. And uh, it's a kind of a downer of an issue, but it's still like very, very interesting, very well written. I don't think that that one is necessarily like great for kids because you really got to be steeped in the Batman mythos to really click with that issue, you know? Yeah, yeah, that definitely I think that definitely would have been like a great like single issue and like a mainline book if they could have kept it like about. Yeah just about that and like kept the sort of lightness of you know like not making it super dark right right you, you know yeah. i think like that's that, maybe that issue, maybe that's why it works so well yeah that issue would be at home as a shadow of the bat one shot for sure yeah 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 totally and so yeah issue. man so i'm gonna run down my my issues real quick and then you can run down yours Issue number six, the Hitchcock issue. Issue number seven, Killer Croc Wrestling. Issue number 13, the Talia Romance. Issue number 16, Joker Kidnaps a Comic Book Artist. And issue number 31, Anarchy. Hit hit me with your top five. Mine are uh, issue number nine. That's uh, the one with uh, Rupert Thorne and a little, little red book just filled with so many beautiful goons. Oh, my beautiful goons. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Issue number 12, the first uh, appearance of Batgirl in the, in this book, and the first comic book appearance of Harley Quinn. They didn't, you yep. know. Uh, issue number 12, uh, yeah, our, a mutual favorite. I think the, the yep. podcast favorite. Uh, issue 15, just hard-boiled Jim Gordon, just, mm-hmm. just messing dudes up left and right. And uh, issue number 20, the first like full story of the professor, Mr. Nice and Mastermind, which is just h- hilarious and so beautifully done. I did I did almost pick that um, uh, issue 17 just on the cover alone, but it was another like, you know, Rachel Ghoul, like, you know, against oh, the yeah. Batman on the black horse with the. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I was looking at that one, too, but I was like, eh, it's just not quite as strong as the other stuff. But it's also a really good issue. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. It is. But just, yeah, the cover is just mm. so many Real, good issues. So yeah. many good issues in this run. Uh, no, pick, what, if you're story. interested in checking out any of this stuff, uh, an omnibus is coming out very, very soon. I think it's in September. 
It's going to have all of these issues. I think it's 36, the 36 issue run. Uh, check that out. And uh, yeah, check out our favorite issues. Yeah, read comic books, man. Yeah, read comic books. Jason. Nick. Where can people get in touch with you? People can get in touch with me on the Twitter machine at King of Black Acid, also at the world's second finest. That's world's second with the number two. I just want to slightly apologize for sort of like uh, using the Batman animated uh, series theme song. And, and <laughs> yeah. but, but you know what? Like you closed it out a, well. I had other ideas, but that one worked better. I thought I was like, you, you know, yeah, final You're issue on your song first, streak. And yeah, and final issue of the first arc. I'm like, I can't like I can't do like time after time or something. You know, I'm like <laughs> I think I'll just do it a nice you know. Oh man. You've you've got nothing to apologize for. I have uh two two read piles that I have not edited for YouTube yet. And I don't know, they might they might be lost to time. I might work on the things that we're recording currently. And then those will be lost to time. I don't know. We'll see. But you can find me at uh, Nick Phil on most platforms. Uh, You can find me uh, linktree.com slash Nick Phil. We're talking comics in the Discord. The link for that is up there. Uh, We just recently were talking about distillery and more uh, publishers coming out of the woodwork a little bit. Lately, seems like we're in a, a glut of publishers, but it's the same like 10 writers at every publishing house <laughs> and it's like yo i don't fault it you know get your, get your money you know i'm not i'm not casting any shade on it but yeah. i i'm just like it, are people clamoring for this i don't know we were talking about that so uh <laughs> yeah we chat about comics uh come join us over there and the link the link will be in the dis- in the description in the show notes so uh yeah feel free to click around yeah, yeah. So uh, thanks Thanks for for listening, listening, everybody. Yeah.